And back on a beautiful Wednesday night, sunny here in Toronto, loving life as we're looking forward to uh, the rest of the week being just as good. The number to call, as you know, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. The lines are open for the next hour, taking your calls, whether it's about severance, you've lost your job, you think you might lose your job, workplace harassment, everything under the banner we've covered here over the last, what, four or five years, my friend, we will cover tonight. And as, uh, as always, we get to uh, the severance pay calculator here in just a bit, a hand tool for you to find out what your severance offer should be and the week that was we always like to start that brother to see what's going to be going on in uh, in your side of the world as far as that's concerned how was the week Lear? thank you very much john really great to be back here now and to talk about uh, everyone's rights in the workplace how much time do we all spend at work my gosh we at a minimum most of us spend eight hours a day uh, if you're like me you spend even more uh, so because work is such a big part of our lives uh, issues that come up at work affect our lives, affect what we do, how we are, and and uh, how we behave. So we really need to know what our rights are. So many people, John, I've said this a million times, but so many people don't know what their rights are. They don't appreciate what their entitlements are, and then they suffer and they struggle because they assume they don't have any rights. That's wrong. That's the purpose of the employment hour. We're here to educate you and inform you about those legal rights. So if you have a question, something's happened, you're not sure if uh, you've been treated appropriately, maybe your boss did or said something and you don't know what that means, give us a call right now. We're here till 8 o'clock to answer exactly those questions. So to get us warmed up and and started, let me talk about uh, two situations that came across uh, my desk over the past uh, few days. First one, John, involved a a lady that uh, worked for a company uh, an accounting company, and uh, what happened with her is she decided to quit. She decided to leave. She got another job. She had an employment agreement with the accounting company that said that if she resigns, she would have to give them six weeks' notice. Mm-hmm. Well, she didn't. She gave them four weeks' notice, one month. And uh, the company got very upset. They said, well, no, no, you, you have an agreement that said six weeks, so because we're so upset with you for only giving one month, we're going to tell you you're going home right now. We're upset with you pack up your stuff and leave immediately. And she called me and she asked me, can they do that? Do they owe me something? So let's break this down. Let's uh, tell you what this all means. In a situation like this, when a company decides to terminate or before the resignation is effective, they would have to pay till the end of that period. So they have to pay the balance, the period of time that she was going to work. In this case, one month. So they have to pay her one month's pay in this case. That's her severance. She has been terminated, even though she told the company that she's going to resign. So if you resign, you give notice of of resignation, your boss lets you go right away, they still have to pay you to the end of that notice period. Now, what about the fact that she gave only four weeks instead of six weeks? If the company can show that it lost money because of the fact that she only gave uh, four weeks notice instead of six, they could potentially pursue that against her. That is extremely unlikely, extremely uh, difficult to prove. As a practical matter, it's always a good idea to give notice of resignation, but it's going to be very difficult for an employer to actually enforce that obligation. But if you you do give notice, your employer lets you go uh, right away. John, remember the rule. They have to pay you till the end of that notice. I guess it wouldn't be financially or, or legally worth it just to go after her for the remaining. It's just let her go and be done with it, right? Well, but they can't even go after her for the remaining. If they can show that, wait a second, you were supposed to give us six weeks, you gave us four weeks. Because you didn't give us six weeks, we lost something. We lost a client. Right. Uh, something happened uh, that wouldn't have happened if you gave us proper notice. Yep. Then they could go after her for that. 
But in, in my 15 years of doing this, I have never seen a situation where that happened. So it, it's just not very practical, John. What else you got going on tonight? Second situation, I'll tell you about a gentleman that worked as a plant manager. He, he got a job there, and he worked there for just shy of three months. After three months, the company decided to let him go. And they said to him, well, you're in your probationary period. You've worked just less than three months, so we can let you go without any compensation. Off you go. Well, guess what, John? He had never signed an employment agreement. He started his job on a handshake. And when he called me, I said, well, no, you're not on probation. To be on probation, you have to sign an employment agreement that specifically says that, that specifically outlines the period of time for which, under which you're on, uh, under probation and what can happen to you during that period of time. Because he never signed an agreement that said that he was on probation, he wasn't. That means that even after three months or so of employment, when he was let go, he was owed severance. Now, he was a plant manager. He was 47 years old, and I assessed him as being owed right around three to four months' pay. It's right around four months' pay for this gentleman. He was making $80,000, so it's a lot of severance. And I want us to, to be clear here, and I want our listeners to, be, to understand that even if you work for a company for a short period of time, in this case, it's three months, it does not mean you don't get severance. In fact, think about it, John. This guy worked for three months, and he was owed about four months severance. That often happens with short service employees that they get disproportionately better severance. So little service or short service doesn't mean uh, very small severance. Sometimes the opposite is true. So if you lost your job, doesn't matter the length of your employment, you have to give me a call. Let's take our uh, first break for the night. Phone lines are wide open. Your calls waiting for those 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Just getting revved up. Lots more to go here. It's the Employment Hour. Talk radio, AM 640. Yeah, call us. Phone lines are open. We'd love to talk to you tonight right up until uh, 8 o'clock tonight here in the Employment Hour. Uh, we'll get to our topic in just a bit. That is being let go from your job without even realizing it. Pretty interesting topic there. First, the phone calls, as always, have priority. Got to Amir in the line. Hey, Amir, good evening. Good evening. How are you guys? Good, pal. What's going on with you? Very quick question. Um, my wife was interviewed and accepted for a job at a, a retail store last week, and she was told that she should be starting her um, you know, go in for signing a contract and start uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Uh, what's happened is during the last week, we've learned that she's pregnant. Um, and that may affect her ability to do the job uh, a little bit as far as lifting um, weight and uh, things, things like that. Uh, what we wonder about is, should, we, uh, should she tell the employer about this new development before she signs a contract? Can they... Uh, turn around and refuse uh, or continue, you know, refuse to hire her uh, if she hasn't signed anything yet. Um, yeah, just wanted to get a little bit of information on that. A fantastic sure, call, Amir. Yeah. Yeah, excellent, excellent call. Very important questions. A lot of people find themselves in that situation. So let's talk about it from a legal standpoint. From a legal standpoint, if she goes and tells them, by the way, I'm pregnant, they are absolutely not allowed to say, well, now you don't have a job or, or we're going to take the job offer away. Absolutely not. That would be completely illegal. That would be a violation of the Human Rights Code, and the law would come very hard, come down very hard on that employer. So, so certainly she can come and tell them, and they can't do anything. That said, she may decide not to tell them. She certainly is under no legal obligation to tell them. She, okay. she can tell them when she's ready, whether it's you know after the first trimester or whenever she decides. So it's really what she's most comfortable with. Now, 
if uh, because of her pregnancy she can't necessarily do every part of the job, then the company has a duty to provide accommodation. That may mean providing uh, some assistance or maybe even making some changes to the job to allow her to do that. She's going to need something from a doctor confirming that whenever she needs that accommodation. She may not need it immediately. She may need it down the road when, when the pregnancy is in a more advanced stage. So it's a personal decision for her as to whether or not she wants to tell him or not. From a legal standpoint, they cannot do anything to her either way. And this would include to all different types of employment, including part-time, seasonal, Absolutely. Okay. doesn't matter if it's part-time, full-time, a lot of money, little money. It doesn't matter. They cannot do anything. Absolutely not. And, and by the way, if they do, you have to call me. That would be completely, completely illegal. They cannot do anything to her. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank you, me. Amir. Appreciate that call. That number, by the way, for Lior, uh, email is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com or 416-917-8559 to get a hold of him outside of show hours. Got uh, Marcello on the line. Hi, Marcello. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's um, going on? My question is about uh, severance for guys in the construction industry. Um, I've worked at the same company for 33 years steadily. And I'm just wondering, is there a severance um, set up for guys in the industry, in our industry, in construction and maintenance? Now, Marcello, are you a, a unionized employee? I am not. Okay. So if you're not part of a union, then absolutely you're, you're owed severance. And, and this is an extremely important call you just made because there's a huge, huge misconception out there that construction employees do not get severance. That is wrong. That is completely false. So you absolutely get severance. So let me let me actually give you an assessment right now of how much you'd be owed. So I think you said 23 years? Uh, 33 years. 33, I'm sorry. And you're in construction, and how old are you? I am 52. So someone in your situation would be looking at right around 20 months' pay, all right? 20 months. I said months, not weeks. And, and your colleagues would be owed severance also based on their age, their position, and the length of their employment. Now, have you lost your job? No, I have not. I just, I was just wondering because I'm um, thinking about making a change in life in the near future, about moving out of Toronto, that type of thing, and just wonder what would happen if I gave up my job. Um, you know, in now, that it, where I decided now to if leave. you if you leave, uh, then obviously you don't get severance. Severance is paid okay. if the company decides to let you go for their reasons. But if you decide to relocate to take on a different job, a different career, that's fine. But at that point, severance is not paid. I get it. Okay, so if they were to let me go, then I would be entitled. Otherwise, I'm not. Exactly. You got it. Got it. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Marcelo. Appreciate that. Why is it always construction workers? There's always this, this disbelief that they don't get severance across the board. Well, the reason for that, John, is because construction employees are exempt or have uh, no entitlements under the Employment Standards Act, which means their minimum entitlements may be different than non-construction employees. But when it comes to their full entitlements, what we call their common law entitlements, when it comes to termination and severance, then in that situation, hey, guess what? Uh, they get the exact same severance as everyone else uh, and based on your age, position, and length of employment. I've spoken with dozens and dozens and dozens of construction employees that were sure they don't get any severance and were shocked to find out how much severance they're actually owed. So if you're a construction employee, if you lost your job, you're owed severance. We'll take a short break. That number, 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on cell to call through and talk to us up till 8 o'clock tonight. L-I-O-R at employmenthour.com. That's Lior. And as soon as we get back, we'll get into the severance pay calculator. 
Yeah, wide open lines, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have employment concerns, severance concerns. We'll take them on. Lior will answer them right up until uh, 8 o'clock tonight. All right, severancepaycalculator.com. I mentioned a few times. Give us some details, pal. Well, if you noticed the, the previous caller we had there, Marcello, I asked him a few questions when I assessed his severance. I asked him how long he'd worked, uh, his age, his position, and then I told him 20 months is what he's owed. Well, that analysis that I went through is an analysis that I wanted to everyone to be able to do on their own. So I created the severance calculator. It's available online for free, severancepaycalculator.com. Again, the address is severancepaycalculator.com. And you go there and you do the same thing. You input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and that's it. You find out how much severance you're owed. It's a neat tool even if you're working and you're just curious. Hey, what would happen if that new boss that I have decides to let me go to more? How much would they actually owe me? Well, you go to severancepaycalculator.com and you find out. Certainly, if you just left that severance meeting and you have that paper in hand, you go home, you get on your cell phone, you go to that uh, the, the severance calculator, find out if what they offered you is appropriate. In so many cases, over 90% of cases, John, the offer is going to be a lot less than what you're owed. You need to know how much you're owed so that you know what, what to do about it. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com, free, anonymous, check it out. Always, always the first place you go to if you lost your job. And we always like to hammer home the point that the number that gets spit out at the end is actually accurate. There's no bug in the system. It's completely what it should because a lot of people think that, right? A lot of people think that because it's so much more than what they've been offered. Right. If they if they offered me three weeks pay, you tell me I'm owed, or the calculator says I'm owed six months pay. Is there a bug in the system? There's no bug in the system. It's just what the number actually should be. So check it out. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Richard, good evening. How are you, pal? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're excellent. What's, uh, what's your concern? The question about uh, my employer has put a clause in the job contract. It says uh, in, under the termination clause, it says the employer may terminate your contract at any time by giving you two weeks' notice without any cause. Like, they may terminate my contract without any cause by just giving me two weeks' notice. Is that something legal or that's- so? So the devil is always in the detail, Richard. If it says exactly what you just read to me, and that's it, it's yeah. not legal. It wouldn't even be worth the paper it's written on, because uh, it would breach the Employment Standards Act. So, so it wouldn't be. Now, if it says something else, it may say, "If we need to give you more under the Employment Standards Act, we'll give you more." If it says other things, well, I need to see what it says. But if all it says is what you, is what you just read to me. It would not be enforceable, and that means you, you get a lot more than two weeks severance. Now, you said they put it in. Is that something new that they put in the agreement? No, no, it's just so they already had it when, uh, when I applied and when I got the job, they already had it. Yeah. So I wasn't sure. I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable with that, of course, but I wasn't sure whether it can be like it is legal or not. So you're still working, Richard? I am. Excellent. So if at some point they try to rely on that provision, now what you, you know, because I just told you, you give me a call, that wouldn't be enforceable, assuming it says exactly what you just read to me. I so understand. so you'd be owed a lot more, and you can go to the severance calculator to find out what you really should be getting. Uh, but that's, that's an important call, because a lot of our listeners may have agreements, John, and they would assume that they properly limit their entitlements. And in many cases, just like in, in, in this uh, caller's situation, they're not actually effective to limit your severance entitlement. So so don't just make any assumptions. 
It's it's amazing that Richard called because the chances are, I mean, there's you know a hundred other guys in his his office or his workplace that receive that and were like, go. They'd say, oh, I I guess this is this is gospel. I have to go by it, and it couldn't yep. be. That's exactly how it's written. Exactly, and, and and that's that's exactly what happens. You you hit the nail on the head so many times. So many people, for various reasons, it's just being one of them, would accept pennies on the dollar because they assume something is enforceable, something is not enforceable. They make uh, assumptions about the Employment Standards Act. They make all kinds of assumptions. So no more assumptions. You find out the truth, you call me, you go to the severance calculator. Let's deal with facts, not with assumptions. We are talking about before the break our topic uh, that we're going to get into tonight, being let go from your job without realizing in many situations the law may consider you as having lost your job, but you're not even aware of it. For instance, as you've been put on a temporary layoff, get calls for this all the time, right? You got it, John. I mean, obviously, if you're let go directly, you'll know because they give you a letter. Yeah. It says, today's your last day. See you. See you. Uh, pack up your stuff. Uh, you, you, you'll get your T4, etc. But it's not every termination that's that straightforward. In some situations, the law may consider you to have been terminated, uh, and you may not even appreciate it. Layoff, a temporary layoff is a prime example. If you've been put on a temporary layoff, that, in the eyes of the law, in most cases, is a termination, which means the employer is not allowed to do it. You can treat that as a termination and get your severance right away. You don't have to wait. You don't have to sit at home for eight months or whatever it is waiting for the employer to call you back. So a temporary layoff in most cases is a termination entitling you to severance. We'll get a quick call in here before we uh, take a break. Lorenzo, good evening. How are you? Not bad. How are you? We're good. You got a question for Lior? Go ahead. I do. I um, had the misfortune of having a stroke a while back and went through the whole rehab and got the green light, go back into work and such. When I go for a job interview, is that something that I have to disclose up front or only if I'm asked? So you absolutely have no obligation to to disclose that. Now, if if you're applying for a job and you know that you can't do some aspects of the job because you had a stroke, then you should tell your employer that, well, I know that the job says that I need to, I don't know, lift uh, 50 pounds. Unfortunately, I can't do that. I can only lift up to 20 pounds. I will need some accommodation. That is a fair thing to say to an employer. But just to say you should know employer had a stroke, absolutely not. That's a private thing. You shouldn't have to feel obligated at all to say that. Uh, and, 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 again, really it's the aspects of the job that matter. If you can do the job, not the fact that you had a medical issue uh, is irrelevant, and it's your personal matter. Wonderful. All right. All right. Thanks, Lorenzo. Appreciate that, pal. Paul, we'll get you in quickly here. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's, uh, what's your concern? Uh, after a question, actually, is for my wife there. Uh, she worked for a company as a customer service call. Um, in the beginning, they did not tell her about that she had to make sales. And down the road, they started giving her to do that she had to do at the same time doing sales, which she is not able to do it in the first place when she went for the interview, wasn't told, I mean. And she was kind of worried right now that she couldn't get a percentage of the sale and the company she's working for is disciplining disciplining her for for doing that now, like she couldn't get the target. And she's worried, what if she get day off because of that or she get fired? What's her right? So first of all, if they let her go, they would owe her severance, even if she may not meet her targets. Now, given the fact that this has been going on for a while, that she probably can't treat that as a constructive dismissal, but here's what I want her to do. If they're disciplining her, rather than just accept it and be silent about it, 
I want her to respond in writing, okay? Uh, essentially saying, here's my concerns. Here's why uh, I'm not able to meet the targets. You know, that wasn't the agreement. In other words, give her side of the story. Just like you kind of give it to me right now, give her side of the story. I don't want it to be almost looked like she just accepted the criticism, like she accepted the discipline and agreed with it. If she doesn't agree with it and she shouldn't agree with it, then put that in writing. If they try to let her go, remember she gets full severance, even though she may not be meeting her targets. You call me if that happens. I'll make sure she gets everything she she's owed. For now, I want her to respond in writing. 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on cell is the number to call into the show. you got about a half hour left to talk to Lior, voice your concerns, get him out there, and get some answers. We'll take a short break. It's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com, and, of course, severancepaycalculator.com as well. you want to find out what your true severance should be, go to that website and check it out. Do the show Monday nights as well at 7 o'clock right here, Talk Radio, AM 640, and the weekend shows as well. The uh, employment hour is all over this radio season, as there should be a lot of questions out there. A lot of stuff people need to know, Lior, and tonight we're talking about being let go from your job without realizing some of the talking points. Uh, this one's next on our list. If your employer has changed the terms of employment, I think we had a couple of calls about that. We, we did, and we always do, and that's a huge, huge uh, thing that, that we deal with every day. Your employer is not allowed to change the terms of your employment in a negative way. So they can't demote you. They can't reduce your compensation. They relocate you, add more duties without additional compensation. And if they do that, if they impose significant changes, you can treat your employment as being terminated. We call that a constructive dismissal. Probably the most common way of being terminated without actually formally being terminated. And that's a good idea to consider doing that. You don't want to open the door and allow changes because if you do, you may have the employer do it again and again in the future. If your terms of employment have been changed, that may be a constructive dismissal. Before you do anything, give me a call. That number, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get hold of Lior outside the show hours. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Got to Stan on the line. Hey, Stan, how are you, pal? Good, and yourself? Excellent. What's your concern? Um, I'm calling. Uh, I have a question. Uh, my mother-in-law has been working uh, for the uh, for one place for about fifteen years, and during that duration, uh, the employer has not paid her any vacation pay. So on her check. There is no vacation pay, nor when she was taking days off, he was uh, giving her any vacation pay. Wow. Part of the question. And the second part is, you know, I don't know whether it's her fault or whatever, but she was getting partially about 30% of her pay was done by cash. And I assume it was not declared by him um, as as, um, or her maybe as well as um, uh, income. So. Right. So, my so let, let's, is, let's talk yeah. about, obviously you want to know what that all means, but let's talk about the vacation pay first. Uh, you know by now, I'm sure, that that's completely illegal. It, it, he has to pay vacation pay. It's not up to him. At a minimum, vacation pay has to be 4% of what she earns, at a minimum. Uh, so the options here is uh, probably go to the Ministry of Labor and file a complaint. She could potentially go back as far as two years to collect vacation pay. So that's two years' worth of vacation pay. That's a lot. Uh, she could do that, or I can help her if she wants. But I wouldn't sit on this. I mean, it's it's it, and, and not only will they have to pay her going back, they'll have to start paying her moving forward. Now, with respect to getting paid uh, cash, you also know that that's illegal not to declare income. 
Uh, I mean, I'll leave it to her, to her to decide whether she wants to continue doing that. The risk, of course, is that uh, CRA finds out, and then there's going to be uh, some penalties. There's going to be fines. There's going to be back taxes. It, it's going to be ugly if they do find out. Uh, but for now, I would certainly urge her to deal with the vacation pay issue. She probably is owed a lot of money over the past two years by way of vacation pay. So uh, she shouldn't she shouldn't accept it. Right, but what if she declares her income and he doesn't? Um, and he doesn't. Well, uh, he's not withholding that, taxes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, taxes, he, yeah. he may be in trouble, but she wouldn't be. If she declares income, she's doing the right thing, and CRA may come down on him. But that's, you know, that's his problem. That's he's problem. doing it illegal. He should be declaring it. He should be withholding taxes. So yeah, your mom can only worry about herself and make sure that she's doing it legally, so that she doesn't get in trouble. Corey, let me uh, get you in here uh, before we take a break. Hey, Corey, how are you? I'm all right. How about you? Uh, we're okay. What's going on with you? Um, very similar question to the last one, actually. Um, yep. I've been at a place for about 15 months now, and right. as part of my employment agreement, there was nothing mentioned other than you know standard vacation uh, pay and whatnot. But then apparently. Um, now that I've learned, I've been there, and I'm wondering where my vacation pay is. The handbook says um, they don't pay it in lieu of time off or whatever. And unfortunately, I didn't know that, and I didn't get any time off. But I didn't get any vacation pay for the last 15 months either. So, am I entitled to pay for that? Well, yeah, you you, you are entitled to to va- uh, vacation pay unless. The agreement is that you're going to take your vacation later and then take it. But no, they have to pay you vacation pay. You can't lose vacation pay. You can lose vacation time. So if you don't take your vacation, you can lose the time off, but you cannot lose vacation pay. So I would I would talk to them about it. And, and if they won't pay vacation pay, you can call me and I'll give them a kick in the pants. Or you can talk to the Ministry of Labor with respect to vacation pay, and they'll give them a kick in the pants. But, yeah, no, you have to get vacation pay. It's not up to the employer at a minimum. It's got to be 4% of what you're earning. Corey, appreciate that call. That number Lior just mentioned, one 821 5900 That's to get a hold of him directly outside of the show. Uh, more phone calls on the way. Some open lines. You know the number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Employment Hour continues. Talk Radio AM 640. That is the number to call indeed. We do this till 8 o'clock tonight, again on Monday night, 7 o'clock, and the weekend shows as well, severancepaycalculator.com. We want to find out what your severance should be. That is a tool you want to use. We'll get back to the phones here. Uh, Nick, good evening. How are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call, uh, big fan. Sure, of Nick. Um, thanks, man. Go ahead. So I, I had worked for a company for about three years um, and uh, in the process was actually doing some side work uh, under the table for another firm. Um, they had approached me and uh, after I said, uh, as I worked for this other company for three years, they had approached me and asked me to, to actually jump ship and, and go to them on a full-time basis. Um, I did agree. They, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse, so to say, and uh, I began working with them. And uh, last week, uh, the day before the three-month mark, he, the owner of the company came up and informed me that my services were no longer required. Wow. Um, so what I'm wondering is uh, if I were to, to look into to, to the severance aspect of it, would I be entitled to severance based on my time prior to joining this new firm? Excellent question. And, and the answer is yes, you might. And here's how this works. If you're, you have a job, as you did, the one for three years, and if you're being convinced to leave, you're not really looking to leave, but they come to you, they make you grandiose promises, 
about how great it's going to be, and they find you finally say, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll leave my job, and it turns out to be a bit of nonsense, and that they let you go shortly thereafter. Yeah, you may be entitled to what we call this inducement. They induced you to leave a secure job. So you may have severance that's based on the time you also spent with the previous company. Now, one of the key factors is whether when you started with this second company, if you signed an employment agreement that uh, that addressed your termination entitlements. Do you know if you signed an employment agreement? Uh, well, it's funny enough, I, I'm in HR, so I yep. effectively drafted up my own contract. And uh, but it was never signed. I, I had sent it through to the the manager for review, and he, he never got it back to me. Okay. So well, no. does that agreement address the issue of termination, Nick? Uh, it, no, it did not. Okay. Good. Then, then in that situation, yeah, it's quite likely then you would be entitled uh, to to uh, recognition of past service. Did they offer you any severance? Yeah. Basically, they they had told me that uh, I could continue working for for the next two weeks. And uh, and then that would be it. And and I think that's under the assumption that uh, uh, I guess it's under the three month mark. So right. they, they wouldn't have to to give me anything. So they, they kind of made it sound like they were doing me a favor. Right. So, Nick, so you and I need to have a more in-depth discussion then because you may be a three plus year employee and you could be looking at, I don't know, six months severance potentially. So I want to speak to you as soon as possible off air. Let's connect. Let's uh, look at more about the job, how they convince you to leave, etc. Uh, and because you may be owed a significant amount here, my friend, so uh, we need to connect. Nick, here is the uh, number to connect, one 821 5900 or Lior, L-I-O-R, at com. Burn, how are you? Good, how are you? We're, uh, we're good. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Um, we got let go. Uh, my company got bought out by another company, and I've actually been with the company for uh, 11 or 12 years. I'm not even sure of my start date, but it's been over 10 years. Right. And, and they gave me seven weeks severance. And, now, did you, um, did you start working so, with a new company? Uh, no, I did not. And so they I never offered you a job? No. And I thought they were going right. to, but they never did offer me anything. And then um, the money was just put into my account. I haven't signed anything. I've seen, I haven't seen any paper, like nothing. And they just put them like, um, like my money is like um, forty five thousand dollars a year, and they put eight thousand dollars into my account. Right. And never, I haven't seen a paper or nothing. I I don't even have my ROE yet. Okay. So and so first of all, since it, August first. Okay. First of all, it's okay to use that money that they put in your account. So you don't have to worry about if I use okay. it doesn't mean I anything. I was wondering that because I need that to survive right now. Right? Right. Oh, absolutely you do. So, so, so number one, yes, you can use that money, no issue. Number Thank two, you. yes, of course you're owed more than, than the seven or eight weeks that they gave you. That's now, you've been there for, let's say, 11 or so years. What kind of yeah. a job? What were you doing? I was driving a truck. I, I have my DC license, and I've been driving yep. the truck. So. And how old are you, Bern? Uh, 50. Uh, actually, I turned 51 in September. Okay, good. So someone in your situation, right around 10 months pay is what I would assess you at, 10 months pay. Okay. They give you seven weeks. Well, the difference is significant here. So you don't need to sit at home and wait for any paperwork. They've paid you that, whatever it is, a few weeks pay. You need to give yeah. me a call. Uh, I'll be able to resolve it. Usually what we would do here, Bernard, is I'd send them a letter saying you owe more, and, and, how, and how we does resolve it. And how does payment work for, with that if I, if I employ you guys? 
Well, in in the vast majority of cases, uh, Burn company ends up paying the the legal fees. We we simply would defer fees pending a resolution, or we give you the option of of a contingency fee. It's it's okay. your decision, but you don't need to pay any money up front. You don't have to worry about funding this, uh, and, and you know you have to worry about paying your bills. That's important uh, enough. So let's connect. You're owed significant compensation after 11 years. Wow. Again, Burn, that number, one 821 5900 That's to get a hold of Lior after the show. We'll take a short break. More of your phone calls coming up here on the station. You've got a few minutes to ask some questions if you, if you so choose. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. It's the Employment Hour right here, Talk Radio, AM 640. Last few minutes of the show. After the show, of course, it's one 821 5900 to get hold of Lior. Let's churn him and burn him, get through these calls to get hooked uh, to everybody, I hope. Jose, how are you? Good evening. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Beautiful. What's going on? Uh, well, I'm, first of all, I'm a, I'm a regular listener. I listen to the show all the time. Thank, uh, thank you guys for uh, keeping us informed. So basically, I've been working for this company for about five years now. I'm uh, in the IT field, and I suspect the well, I don't suspect. I I know that they're make, trying to make a case, uh, trying to build a case against me, so maybe to uh, let me go without uh, severance. Uh, one of the things that, that I've noticed that, that, that's been done is my boss, sometimes he, when he asks for an update on something, he would copy, he would blind copy human resources uh, without my knowledge. I'm, I'm wondering, is that, um, is that something they can do? Should I do the same uh, uh, when I'm trying to defend myself, copy, blind copy human resources? Or does it have to be uh, for, them to see, for everybody to see who's being copied on the email? Yeah, I mean, th- there's no real rules in terms of blind copying or not. I mean, I- if you think it helps, yes, by all means. The, Im- the important thing is if they're building a case against you, you have to build your own case. What I mean by that is you have to respond. You have to show why what they're saying may not be accurate, why you're not doing what they're saying. Uh, so you have to always put your side of the story. It's okay to send that to HR if you want to. It's okay to send that directly to your manager. I'm not that concerned about it. I just am concerned that it's it's created and that someone receives your response. The worst thing you could do if they're building a case is to be silent, is to say nothing, not to respond, because then you're almost considered as, as you've accepted it, and it's going to make it very difficult to argue about it later. So respond to it. If they do try to let you go, if they try to suspend you, if they try not to pay you severance or anything less than your full severance, you have to give me a call. In the meantime, respond. Okay, and the other the other question is uh, related to that. Uh, when I voice my concern, like when I write an email to my boss with my concerns, sometimes he doesn't respond to me uh, to that email. Is it because he doesn't want to put things in writing? That, that may be. So if he responds maybe verbally and you say, oh, I wish it was in writing, then you write to him after that confirming what was discussed. Whenever you want, you wish something was in writing and instead it's verbal, you create that written record, you put that in writing, and that will be all you need. All right. That's great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate that, Jose. Thank you for listening as well all this time. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Good. Go ahead. Um, my question, I'm, I'm employed, everything seems to be okay, uh, but my question was, uh, just two days ago, my employer, uh, all on good terms, uh, basically was, uh, gave us a, a form to sign, uh, and I'm not even exactly sure of the wording, but it was implied that 
if we were ever to get let go, it would be based on our base salary and not our, our bonuses. And um, right. we get a bonus, you know, every year. It's not like one year we don't get one and mm-hmm. the other year we do. So we always get a, a significant bonus. And, you know, being in that position, everything was good. You, you kind of feel like you got to sign. You can't say no. Uh, you can't sign it because, of course, they could turn around and not give you a bonus, and it's up to their discretion. So I guess my question is, uh, it, it, if something were to happen, um, and I talked to someone like yourself, uh, what are the implications with the in regards to the bonuses as far as severance? So, Dave, first of all, I, I, I would want to see what they want you to sign because I promise you, if the companies ask you to sign a document, it's because that document presents a good deal for them because it's good for the company. Yeah. They're not going to want you to sign something that makes things better for you. So it probably limits your severance in significant ways, and if it does that, you really shouldn't be signing it. So you may think, well, they just won't pay me a bonus. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. Even though they may say the bonus is discretionary, if you get a bonus every year, guess what? It's not discretionary anymore. So if they decide this year not to pay you a bonus, that would be illegal. That could be a constructive dismissal, which may mean you can leave with severance. And listen, after 30 years, you may be well looking at two years worth of severance. So they can't just kind of mess around with the terms of your employment. So because of that, it's far better not to sign a document that could cost you at some point tens of thousands of dollars because what it may do is it it may not just uh, say that you don't get your bonus as part of your severance. It may also reduce severance in other ways. So the best advice I can give you right now is let me see that document before you sign it. Once I've seen it, I can tell you what it means, and we can decide whether it makes sense to sign or not. Great for another week, my friend. In closing, guys, that number, especially for you, Dave, as well, is 1-855-821-5900. It's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Have posted, uh, both those pieces of information with you at all times. And if you haven't checked it out yet, find out where your severance should be, severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, this has been the Employment Armor right here at Talk Radio, AM 640.